This is Jordan Machunga with Scott Ziegler. Yep, I'm right over here on Between the Lines. And I would like to start by putting in my formal resignation to two dudes in a canoe. I've been offered a full-time spot on this wonderful podcast, and I've taken it. So yeah. Junior's out. <laughs> well, after all the emails we got after Friday, yeah. I mean, they, people love Friday so much that they're saying, hey, can we just have Jordan all the time instead of Junior? Yeah, out with the old, in with the new. Yeah, and if that were actually true... They'd be saying, hey, can we just have Jordan all the time instead of you, Scott? <laughs> hey, give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. I'm a man of the people, Scott. I'm a man of the people. Well, it's good to have Jordan back with us again today. and For the uh, last time. For the, Yes. We're gonna, we've got a couple other pa- campus pastors that we're going to have on the next couple of days, but uh, and uh, Junior will be back again next week. But these are we're going to have a great week this week. And the passage we're studying right now. And if you missed your reading yesterday, boy, did you miss out. Yeah. Philippians chapter 1 is so awesome. you got to go back. It won't take you long. It'll take you five minutes to it read it. It sets up Philippians 2 pretty nicely. It does. It really does. So let's go ahead and get started. In fact, uh, you know what, if uh, you, you want to go ahead and start reading, you do the first part, and then I'll pick up when you're ready to yeah. turn it over. Philippians 2, I'm glad that I'm, I'm doing this one as well. It's really special to me. My dad, the first time I got a girlfriend, he actually mm-hmm. sat down with me. And he said, Jordan, I want to I want to give you the best dating advice I could possibly give you. And I'm I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat, I'm waiting. And he pulls out a Bible and he opens to Philippians 2 and he just reads this passage. That's and great. And he said, if you want a successful relationship, this is your passage. Man, that's I, I hear a lot of the stuff that your parents did when you were growing up, and they had a lot of wisdom. They did a lot of really cool things yeah. with you. A lot of good teaching. Yeah. But this whole passage, relational gold. Listen, mm. listen to this through a relational lens as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Philippians 2, verse 1. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Paul's bringing into this Mm. unity. Be united. Be a united front. And and it is cool how Paul is talking about his own joy is going to be complete, that this is going to make him happy by seeing them get along. Because you know how it grieves us when we see other Christians. It tears me apart when I see other Christians oh, fighting and arguing. Yeah. And this is not... It, it, it's like all of us who are parents that are listening, and those who aren't parents, you can still well imagine that. When when you see your kids not getting along, it just hurts. Hmm. And so Paul is saying, we want to bring joy to Christ, yeah. and we belong to him. Yeah, and here's the recipe on how to do it. Mm-hmm. Verse 3, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Jesus Christ had. And he wasn't unreasonable in this. He wasn't saying, don't ever look out for your own interests. He says, don't look out only for your own interests. Of course, as human beings, we are are going to take care of ourselves. But he was saying, you need to put other people in the same level. Because when you're only when your happiness is dependent upon you and you're the point of life, you're miserable. Yeah. Because then everything has to be going perfectly for you to be happy. And so Paul's saying, stop just looking at yourself. Start looking and being concerned with other people. But have the same mindset, the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Verse six. This is the pinnacle, I think, of, of mm-hmm. Philippians. This poem. Right it is, here. and it's one of the greatest statements we got coming up here on the deity of yeah. Jesus. Though he was God. He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges, and he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he, impu- when he appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Hmm. 
Therefore God elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him a name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh, awesome. I mean, it's so well written, so yeah. beautifully written. Even the original Greek, when you read this in the original Greek, I, I don't know that there's anything in ancient Greek that was so well put together yeah. and so beautifully written. Yeah, this and, is this is the gospel in a nutshell. It is. This yep. is God leaving heaven. That's crazy, too, to think about. Like, well, Jesus was in heaven. He was dwelling. He was fine. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he didn't need to do this. No. But he left it all. He came here took the position of a, of a poor Naz, Nazarene mm-hmm. and then gave it all up and gave up his life. He was so obedient to, to God to the point where he said, whatever you want me to do, you want me to get on the cross? I'll go to the cross. If that meant that he could, if that was, if that's what it meant to be obedient to God. And in his, in his humanity, he would not have wanted to have gone through the torture that he faced in the crucifixion any more than we would have. Yeah. Now, we've got a, a sinful component there as well, but he was still fully human, yeah. and there's no human that would want to go through something like this. But he did because not just his own humility, but his love for us. Yeah, and therefore God exalted him and gave him the name above all, of all the names. God Remind, takes care of us. Yeah, he does. He takes care of us. It reminds me of uh, one of Junior's earliest sermons that he's done an, uh, a couple of times in other settings. We always use it for training at camp for our camp workers, and it's a it's a, a statement that repeats continually in this message, and that is, the lower you the lower you go, the higher you launch, mm. and and it's based off of what Jesus did yeah. for us. Yeah, he talks about the picture of a beach ball, of putting that beach ball and trying to press that beach beach ball underwater, and the lower you the lower you try to put that beach ball, the more the, the pressure is yeah. going to launch it in the sky. And of it's course, at same. our camp, we yeah. have the blob, and then he talks about how that's how you can launch on the blob, is you get down really low when they jump, and that's how you yeah. get so high. But it, it, a great principle, the yeah. best yeah. illustration is Jesus. Yeah, that's right. He's Enough about Junior. Jesus is the best yeah. illustration. You want to continue on? Dear friends, you've always followed my instruction when I was with you, and now that I'm away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Mm-hmm. Do everything. So we have, we we can't say we can't do it. We can't live the Christian life yeah. and it's too hard. He gives us both the desire to do it, and if you have the desire to do what is right, he also gives you the power, the ability to do it. Yeah, it says work hard to show the results of your salvation. Mm-hmm. Don't work hard for salvation. You just work hard to show the results of it. Yes, which is what we call sanctification. It does take our involvement. Verse 14, I said this to my son this morning. Mm-hmm. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. I love this picture. Mm-hmm. Shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Mm. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it all out like like a liquid offering to God, Mm. just like your faithful service is an offering to God. That's exactly what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. And Paul's saying, I I would love to, I would love, if you want, if God wants me to do that, I'll do the same thing. He says, and I want all of you to share that joy. Verse 18, yes, you should rejoice, and I will share your joy. Well, he knew he was dying soon, and yet it was a joy for him because he knew where he was going, but his life was well spent. All right, I'll pick up in verse 19. 
If the Lord Jesus is willing, I hope to send Timothy to you soon for a visit. Then he can cheer me up by telling me how you are getting along. <laughs> I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. All the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. But you know how Timothy has proved himself. Like a son with his father, he has served with me in preaching the good news. I hope to send him to you just as soon as I find out what is going to happen to me there here. You know, so Paul, he doesn't know. He's he's up in the air yet, but he's a, he's thinking that his life is getting close yeah. to the end. That's cool. He's using Timothy as this example yeah. of what he just talked about. Right. He said, hey, which is good, because I think sometimes we think Jesus is in this category, like, I can't be like Jesus. Look at what he did. And Paul's saying, here's two guys. He doesn't yeah, talk about Aphrodite in a second, but he's like, this is Timothy. Timothy's doing this. He's so genuine, and his faith is so real. He genuinely cares for people. Yeah, Aphrodite's, but also Paul himself. Yeah. So we've, we've got, there are human examples. God's given us, well, Jesus, of course, was human, but we have human examples of people that have struggled with the same kind of sin issues yeah. that we struggle with who have been able to get it right. And we, we can, can and we can be these examples as well. What a cool encouragement It for is. Us. All right, and I have uh, confidence from the Lord that I myself will come to see you soon. Verse 25, Meanwhile, I thought I should send Epaphroditus back to you. Did I pronounce that correctly there, Jordan? Is that how you would pronounce it? Oh, it will do. So we don't need to call Junior no, on this one. I think I'll let that slide. All right. Well, if you missed Friday, we, we actually had a little argument over how to pronounce the name, and and I won. I, well, I don't know. That is if Junior knows, but who knows if he knows. <laughs> <laughs> he is a true brother, co-worker, that is, Epaphroditus, is a true brother, a co-worker, a fellow soldier, and he was your messenger to help me in my need. I'm sending him because he has been longing to see you. And he was very distressed that you heard he was ill. Isn't that something? He was distressed <laughs> that the Philippians had heard. He, he was concerned for them because they were worried about him. Yeah, that's crazy. Because when I'm <laughs> when I'm sick, I want everyone to <laughs> yeah, feel sorry, feel for, sorry me. for me. <laughs> and he certainly was ill. In fact, he almost died. But God had mercy on him and also on me so that I would not have yeah. one sorrow after another. This was actually uh, when COVID started. He This was the first guy who had it. <laughs> this is okay. All right. Yeah, you can you can uh, fact check me. <laughs> yeah. So I am uh, all the more anxious to send him back to you, for I know you will be glad to see him, and then I will not be so worried about you. Welcome him in the Lord's love and with great joy, and give him the honor that people like him deserve, mm-hmm. for he risked his life for the work of Christ, and he was at the point of death while doing for me what you couldn't do from far away. Wow. It's it's so great to be surrounded by people that care about you yeah. and that you trust and love and they trust you and they love you. Being in that kind of a social environment with God's people, and that's why Jesus came up with a church in the first place, so that we could enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus is the ultimate example. That's what Scripture continues to do. It says, look at Jesus, he's the example, and then emulate it. Emulate it in the church community that he's put you in. Yeah, that's great. Well, listen, uh, we, we got to get over to Proverbs, so let's get over to Proverbs, and uh, you've got one picked out there, Jordan? Yeah, Proverbs, Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24. Read the whole chapter, when you, uh, but uh, we're going to just highlight one verse. Yeah, I love the verse. It says, don't rejoice when your enemies fall. Don't be happy when they stumble. Hmm. I love that verse because it's true. Whenever uh, someone, yeah. you know, you, that person, they do Sometimes something. Sometimes you just kind of smirk when you hear about it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Mm. They, they, they got in trouble, and you're like, yeah, it serves them right. Yeah, they deserve and, it. And God's like, hey, and 18, for the Lord will be displeased with you, and he will mm-hmm. turn his anger away from them. When you actually do that, God's anger goes towards you. Yeah. What about you? 
Uh, you, you keep asking me what my we only pick one I know, verse. This is, remember, this is our new thing. Oh, it's our new thing. Yeah, yeah so, me and you. So Friday and Monday. <laughs> How about this? I like verse ten. I love verse ten. It says if you fail under great pressure or the old King James, I think the way he put it was in the day of great trouble. In the day of trouble, if you fail under pressure, your strength is not very great. Wow. Or in the King James, it says your strength is small. So. It, it's when you are up against some great difficulty, how you handle that difficulty, that determines more about who you are than when things are going well. And we tend to feel good about how we handle situations when life is good. But what really matters is how do you handle situations when it seems like everybody's against you, when you got a boss that's impossible to please, when people are talking negatively about you behind your back, attacking you, where everything just seems to go wrong, like when it rains, it pours. How are you handling life then, and are you honoring God in those situations? Because that says far more about you than when things are going well. Great verse. Great verse. All right, well, listen, it was great to have you join us. Jordan, thanks again. You know, as much as I joke with you, you know I love you, and I'm really glad that you're able to participate these last couple of days as well and I love what you're doing with our congregation at Randhurst we've got great people there and you've been a wonderful shepherd so we Thank appreciate you. that a lot and for the rest of you thanks for joining us we'll see you again tomorrow we've got another special guest coming tomorrow.